All right, it's the Brad and Brit cast. First one for this week. We'll give it our best effort, which is yeah. <laughs> right, let's 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 start off with the Lindsey Graham clip. Oh God, who knew? Who knew he would be a a leader of men, a leader of a cause, a leader of what's right, a leader of we're not going to take it. Who who would have thought? It would be mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham speaking to Trey Gowdy, who was a, a prosecutor in his own uh, in his own previous life before he was in Congress as a Republican. Now he's a Fox News geek. Here's Lindsey. And I'll say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. Riots in the street. Do you want to address the great job that Trey? Do you want to address the great job that Trey Gowdy did? A hell of a job in uh, going after the Clintons. <laughs> what he's talking about? I think I think that was Benghazi and various things. I think Trey Gowdy was one of the cheerleaders on that whole situation, and he did a well, shitty so, job. So he 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 went after Bill Clinton too on that one. Is that true? <laughs> two Clintons, right? Well, there's not. It's uh, like well, I think Lindsey Graham knows this. It's like Lays. No one can eat just one. It's one you, of those you, deals. You, well, you remember that uh, the Hillary Clinton was uh, forced to resign because right. she refused to testify right. and answer the subpoena in front of the committee. Everybody remembers that, and and right. so Trey Gowdy really was. And, and and by the way, remember he did set the standard for great hairdos in the uh, late two thousand you know aughts. Okay, it was he hair kept uh, he kept changing the hairdo. There was a like yeah. what the kids called a Caesar there for a minute. That was that was one of the hairdos he had. Yeah. Then I believe he had the the cut that's really I think championed by Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders. I believe that was a cut that he now uh, he sported for a while, right? Um, could be not up on my, uh, Mark Davis hairdos like you are. Now uh, this is this is just flat out flat out extortion. Mm-hmm. This is flat out threatening violence. This is flat out unambiguous. And fortunately, no one really listens to Lindsey Graham. Okay, the the uh, same people that might be motivated to say uh, attack the U.S. Capitol on January sixth, they're probably not Lindsey Graham acolytes. But that's not the point. Uh, Lindsey Graham already. How shall I say it? is in a bit of legal trouble right now anyway in the uh, neighboring state to South yeah. Carolina, Georgia. Right. For just can't seem to keep his trap shut, can he? But just think about the content of that remark, which is that if the Justice Department under Merrick Garland comes to the decision after looking at all the evidence, maybe even having a special master, master, uh, look at everything. We can get into that. Yeah. There's nothing to get into. That's a fake. That's just bullshit. We know. Well, it, no, there, there is such a thing as a special master, but it turns out you have to do it before the FBI goes through the documents. So the timing was a little wrong by that cracked legal team representing Donald John Trump. Right. You got to get to it a little bit quicker than that, boys. <laughs> By the way, if you asked Lindsey Graham what is a special master, he would say that was the shop steward for the uh, slaveholders 
Now stop it. Because very soon you're going to ask him. He's got some monkey. the glory of the Confederacy. That's what he would call a very, special master. Very, very soon you're going to ask if Lindsey Graham has gotten his monkeypox vaccine, and that's unfair. You need to stop this sort of question. Yeah, this is unfair. Wrong. We're not going to do that. We're yeah. not going to do that, but I am fearful for it. I know. Well, we, we all are. But that, that is just a flat-out threat to say if uh, the rule of law continues to be enforced against a person who is the former president, and we know no one is above the law, right? Wink, wink. Uh, if, if that's the consideration, if you prosecute riots in the street, and by the way, uh, remember, these are the same people who would be rioting, not even under the worst circumstance you can think of in terms of the Black Lives Matter sponsored marches that had some violence associated with them after the George Floyd killing, at least you could really say, honestly, that 99% of those people marching were not violent. They were mm -hmm. not involved in anything, and they were not arrested or charged with any. This is different. There would be no one, repeat, no one marching peaceably to protest a prosecution of Donald Trump, would they? They'd just go straight to the violence. Well, it's but, uh, they're they're the promising hand, a they're basically yeah. promising a civil war. I mean, that's what yeah. if you if you want to get down to it. See, I, this interests me. How does a civil war work in a country that uh, how shall we say it is mixed? To use an old term, in other words, there are no real red states or blue states. We all live with each other. It's just a question of percentages. And remember, there are more people who live in California who voted for Donald Trump than there are people in Texas who voted for Donald Trump. Just run the numbers. That's just a fact. We all know that the city. How, how does that work? How does that work when 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 we're uh, when we're going at each other? How does that work? The liberals are all in the cities, so you attack the cities and you retreat to the countryside. It's very simple. They've already got it all figured out. It's already been all game planned. Everything's already been there, so that's that's exactly what you do. Really, that's how it works. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'm I'm just not thinking straight then, right? They, they, this is the fomentation that they've got in mind. Yeah, I mean, this is the most irresponsible, unbelievable, ridiculous, should be sanctioned by the Congress itself, by the Senate, for those kinds of words. That's just flat-out extortion. Rule of law equals riots in the streets. And you know what, Britt? I don't believe one word of that. I do not believe one word of it. I, I believe that there would be riots, you know, the cities would, who, who are you going to burn? What, what, what are they going to do? Uh, 50 state capitals go down. Well, how does that work? No, don't act uh, like that. Don't act like that couldn't happen. Don't like they look like, you know, don't act like the national archives hasn't been threatened. Don't act like there weren't people out the FBI offices in Arizona that didn't have armed people surrounding them. Don't, don't act like that didn't I'm, happen. I know. I'm not, I'm not blind to, to uh, the, the realities here. And if they're not strategic about it, they'll just shoot the first person they get to. I don't, I don't think that's a big mystery either. All right. So, so you, you're taking Lindsey Graham's word for it. You believe I that I don't, if there's a prosecution of Donald Trump, that, so therefore we better not have a prosecution, right? I don't. I didn't. I didn't say that. 
I didn't say that. No, I don't. I didn't say that. I also don't think that, okay, hands off. We're not going to prosecute. It means they won't be violent. Okay. That's how I go on this. That if they go, Hey, case dismissed, we're not going to touch him. That means that the idiots with the guns who are out there in in various places are going to go, well, I guess we're going to go home and just cook some stew. Because they've already started the roller coaster of violence against this thing again with the threats against the national archives, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, but I, you know I what you, you, what what you're saying is that there's no downside really to enforce the rule of law as well, you we have to it to be because they've already made their their statement that they do not accept what's going on yeah in this country anyway so i mean if, if we were going with the original threat would have been uh and it would have been about the election like okay 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 we're gonna let him serve another four years even though clearly under our laws joe biden won the election so we're just gonna back off your guys in for another four years and, and i'm sure that means you guys are not going to shoot anybody and everything's going to be okay no that's not how it works that's not how it works at all but these people have already been fomented to violence and they're being stoked by people like Lindsey Graham well before what he said over the weekend. So, yeah, they're, I mean, the, the wheels are already in motion for these people to be pissed off and shoot people. Just think of even the most liberal person that you can think of uh, in Congress, if AOC or whoever it is. Uh, they didn't make the statement, look, 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 you cops kill one more black guy. There's going to be a riot. Right? Nobody said that. Nobody would ever say that. They would never say that. Not once would they ever say anything like that. Nope. It's just bizarre. And I, again, I don't want to play the what about game, but I, it illustrates, I think, something that's perfect. These, these people have already been to the brink of violence. That's already happened. That happened on January the 6th of 2021, right? They were going to kill whoever they got to. We're very lucky that the election was not, that they weren't able to steal the ballot box with all of the ballots. And then we're very lucky that someone was not murdered who was a member of Congress. We were very lucky. They were closer to Mike Pence than we ever thought they were. So, again, the violence that is out there already, yeah, I mean, and I don't think anybody's looking for a green light from, from Lindsey Graham. I think these guys are already well in motion. Your proud boys, your boogaloo boys, et cetera, et cetera. They're already out there, but that doesn't mean you stop prosecuting him. I mean, he broke the law. Well, what it looks like, well, now he deserves his day in court. Well, but Trump, Trump's out there yapping on, on Monday on his uh, failing, about to go out of business. Truth. How cheap is he? Can't he throw a few million dollars in there to save that truth social <laughs> thing, which is just a complete financial disaster? That always interests me, and and we've talked about this in relation to other things. Um, you know, if Trump was as rich as he really said he was, you know, there would be no issues as far as fundraising or or money or the need to raise more money, right? He could just spend his. I mean, he could spend whatever he wants of his own money on his own presidential campaign. There would be no rule against that. But he's too cheap to do that, or he doesn't have that much money. Which one do you think it is? I guess it's both. He's too cheap, and he doesn't have a couple hundred million to spend on his own campaign. But that that uh, that Twitter knockoff that's you know has barely an audience uh, is is uh, just about under. But he still puts shit up there. Uh, when are the great agents, this is today, when are the great agents, capital A, and others in the FBI going to say, we're not going to take it anymore, much as they did when James Comey read off a list of all of crooked Hillary Clinton's crimes, only to say that no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. 
the wonderful people of the FBI went absolutely, quote, nuts, unquote. So Comey had to backtrack and do a capital fake investigation in order to keep them at bay. The end result, we won in 2016 and did much better in 2020. But now the left has lost their minds. That's true. Trump did better in 2020 than he did in 2016. That's why he's not the president now. I mean, without fact-checking every word of that, which would... The, the, the but he lost he lost the popular vote both times <laughs> right. he i think wasn't it by a combined about 11 million votes that he lost both of those elections right then he retweeted his own message i guess you can't use the word tweet when it's truth social he retruth socialed his original statement and added fbi make america great again so he's calling for a revolt from within the fbi in other words All the uh, people who are in the FBI, the organization beneath the level of the uh, upper management, those are the good people. Those are the good ones. They're the good ones. And they're pawns and they're stupid and they they don't know what to do except to take orders from the political appointees at the very top, right? Mm. Like Christopher Wray political appointee of Donald Trump. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he appointed them. Yeah, that's <laughs> but right. we'll, we'll just put that aside. So they're, they're undergoing uh, all of these actions, knocking on Trump's door and entering it down there in Florida. They're doing it against their own. And they need a leader from outside to foment revolution from within. So, so Trump is playing that. Yeah, that's going to happen. And, but again, this is, this is the, uh, the act of a seditious, anti-American, desperate criminal who, for once, when we use the phrase, the walls are closing in on him, it's never happened before. He always gets away. This time it's really true because it isn't one wall. It isn't the wall from New York. It's not the wall from Washington. It's not the wall from Georgia. And it's not the wall coming up I-95 from, it's all four. And you know what that means? That means it's a room. There's four walls. It's <laughs> pretty tough to get out. It's tough to get out. And um, he's he, he's desperate. He has tantamount to, to no legal representation because no, no decent lawyer wants to be associated with him uh, anymore if they ever did. And uh, the, the, the evidence, I think, is is overwhelming i mean and you can find now you can find former they'd always look for a way out people like alan dershowitz and jonathan turley to kind of shade around the corners to come up with some kind of that they're not even bothering to do that anymore no they're they're not look there is enough evidence to prosecute they're all saying it but then the only thing they add on is but is it a good idea is it wise to do that would that be a good thing for the country and i hope to god that that merrick garland is tuning that kind of bullshit out and i hope he is um because if if the consideration is donald trump is above the law and should not be prosecuted because some people will get mad in this country it's over because oh, yeah. If that's the reason, guess what? There's going to be some other people who are also going to be mad that you made that decision. Remember, 
we brought this up in the context of 500 different things. The only thing worse than blank is not doing blank when it's associated with Trump, right? The, the only thing worse than prosecuting him, maybe not prosecuting him. Now, if we're going to live up to that, we got to live up to that. Uh, and the consequences for a, a lawless presidency being allowed to get away with the, what he did would be, I think, worse than uh, prosecuting him if they've got the evidence and they think they can win it in court. And it's sure every day looking more and more like they've got nothing. I mean, are you not tired still of the specious, irrelevant argument over what degree of classification the documents are you know, out of 146, 47 of them were, were highly classified, uh, 46 were barely classified, and 10 of them were really, really classified. And How do you not understand the, the, the difference? Confidential is the then, lowest level, then secret, right, then and, top secret. But, but, but then at the end of that sentence, you go, but guess what? It doesn't matter if they're classified or not. It's the act that he took them. It's the act that he hid them. It's the act that he lied about having given some back. It's the fact that his lawyers lied about the fact that they had given some back. It's the fact that we do not know to what extent those files, those papers were either looked at, copied, hinted to other people. The possibility that they could have been used as leverage for something somewhere. I mean, I can just see, you know, you know who who Trump wants to be the special master, Vladimir Putin. He wants Putin to come in there and take a look at all the documents and decide uh, which one. Right. That would make him happy. If well, I truly if I was a cartoonist, I I, I draw that one. That would be my special master. It would be Putin. I would truly like for this dream team that he's assembled to go to court and make the argument uh, on its face soberly that the president can declassify anything that he wants to. I, I want them to get laughed out of court literally by making that argument because I believe that's what they're left with, which is not true, never has been true, never will be true, but they still want to just kind of repeat it as though it is something that is possible. I, I want that team to, to go into court and say that. No doubt about it. <laughs> and they'll die. They'll absolutely. Oh, by the way, I didn't know if you saw this one over the weekend. You probably did. It's Carl Rove saying the Secret Service probably is the rat in this whole situation. They're the ones who got it. After the Secret Service, it looked like previously, you may recall, it looked like they were covering for Donald Trump by erasing a bunch of texts, not backing up the story about him grabbing the Secret Service agent's arm and forcing them to go to the, the, the Capitol. Carl Rove now believes the Secret Service, they're the ones that have turned on. We know who the bad guys are here. He knows it. They've got, it's a, they've got a responsibility to report a crime, and it's uh, it's a weird dynamic right now. But if you're stupid you enough, if you're in the if you're hey, in look, the FBI, that might save the Secret Service from all the scorn. <laughs> no, that that uh, <laughs> was heaped on them by some folks in the uh, grab the wheel gate story. If they need to, if they. No, the Secret Service still needs to face all the scoring they get for that. That whole text message thing was fucked up. They they specifically did wrong in that one. Somebody really needs to pay a price for that one. But I'm telling you, as an FBI agent, if you've gone this far in your career and you're now taking your hints from Donald Trump and you're going to walk off the job now, 
you're dumb as shit. I don't can't believe you ever made it this far in the FBI. There can't be yeah, anybody yeah. with a brain that would do that. Yeah, I, w- I would not worry about. Uh, Good uh, God! All, all this this vomitus that's coming out of him through his uh, barely read social media uh, posts. You think right anybody's now, helping but, him out with that stuff? Like, say this, say this, say, say, say this, say, say Merrick Garland's wait, got a stinky wait, butt. Wait, say it. Wait, hang on, hang on a second. Did you just seriously say that again? Five <laughs> years into this, isn't there someone helping him or monitoring his social? No, media? I'm not are, saying he's monitoring. Actually, wait, are you actually asking that for a different that? reason? Because it's so stupid now that he can't even think of other stupid th- thoughts to come to. Like, so somebody's got to be whispering in his ear. Say this. Uh, here's another hail mary. Here's another hail mary. Well, see, I think you're a hundred. You're upside down. He is perfectly capable of saying the most stupid thing possible, and I defy you to come up with something dumber than the statements that he's currently making right now. Oh, I can do it. I think I, th- I think I can. I believe I can name that tune in one note. Um, his stupid cokehead's on. There was a poll about how many women have registered to vote since Roe was overturned, and he said. You guys can't even define a woman. It, that was tweeted today, by the way. So Trump that's stupid. That? No, uh, Cokehead Jr. Okay, that's not fair because Cokehead Jr. has the advantage of a little bit faster brain activity because he's younger. That's not fair. <laughs> not fair. You didn't think I could come up with something stupider, but I did. So there, right. you, 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 you got that one. You got and he that. hasn't been kicked off Twitter yet. So that was on Twitter for a lot more people to see than on the truth platform, which, as you point out, should be going uh, now. It's going away now. <laughs> oh, wait. But, you know, we didn't mention the the uh, the one of the he uh, stuck out there complaining that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story was uh, buried by all the social media organizations as verified by Mark Zuckerberg on the Joe Rogan show. Formerly the top podcast now eclipsed yeah, by Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. And by the yeah. way, can we just uh, go off the rails on that for one second? Who, who are the people? I, I get that Joe Rogan has a huge pot. I get it. I understand it. I accept it. A lot of people like him. He's, you know, he, he he's Alex Jones, Without the uh, without the death quotient associated with him, yeah. quite the way Alex Jones is. Okay, I get that. But who is that interested in listening to Meghan Markle talk to anybody about I anything? I know I'm so out of it. I you're yeah. not in the demo. What is the we, demo? Well, stupid, you heard- fucking stupid. Well, who are these people? Who are no, they? I don't, don't think you want to go there because some of the people who are listening to that podcast are actually going to save our asses in the upcoming election. So, first guest, did you hear who our first guest was on that podcast? No. Greatest tennis player of all time, Serena Williams. That was Meghan Markle's first guest on, uh, which I, I guess is exclusive to Spotify, which makes me feel better about canceling Spotify last year. Stop. Let's leave that alone. There's just no. Back to the uh, Joe Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop, which we know is the most important story. Bitches about the 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 Hunter Biden didn't get uh, prosecuted right before the election 
so that Trump could win the election. That was unfair, as opposed to the fact that Hillary Clinton didn't get prosecuted, which allowed him to win the election. So, Correct. You know, he's one for two on that. <laughs> uh, when it comes to that shit. He says, uh, uh, this is massive fraud and election interference at a level never seen before in our country. Remedy? Declare the rightful winner or... And this would be the minimal solution. Declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately. What, Britt, I, I give that about, a, what, a one in three, one <laughs> in four chance? It's very reasonable. I mean, there's really nothing there that you can just say no to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, the, the, the fact that you're still thinking about these things and writing shit about this later on, you know, when you think about every ex-president in your life, and probably your grandfathers and, and you know a year and a half after they've left office they really are in a in a different phase of of their life doesn't matter if it's Barack Obama or George W Bush or 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 Nixon or or anybody I mean and Nixon didn't uh, didn't didn't call for riots in the street he should he got a pardon fuck him but but it, it doesn't matter this there's, is I believe there's a few Republicans. There, you know, there's a couple of Republicans out there probably that are just tearing their hair off. Like, please just fucking stop talking about the last election. Now they're losing the battle because it's over because they, I was talking to someone last night, someone who I might share DNA with. And this person over time has been mostly a reliable Democratic vote, but they've, you know, they've been independent. I think they were registered independent for a number of years. And they said, I just can't even imagine voting for a Republican right now. I just cannot. And, and I'm in the same boat. I couldn't even reasonably, since the Republican Party is has sold their soul, hook, line, and sinker, lock, stock, and barrel, whatever you want to say, to Donald John Trump, I can't even, I, I wouldn't even consider it. I wouldn't even think about it. If, if there was a reasonable guy out there, I thought, well, that's a pretty good guy, and he's a Republican. No way. Forget it. I, I couldn't do it. There's not, not, a, not a way in, in hell that I would vote for a Republican in the upcoming election. Yeah. Well, um, they, they, they've got a little bit of a, of a problem, and it becomes more stark and more difficult. I mean, it is, it is like, like quicksand where, you know, you're, you're going down a, an inch every hour, and it gets more difficult to get out of it as the, as the hours pass by because – when confronted with that brutal, unfair question of is who won the election in 2020, their answer usually is not Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden is the president. In other words, they cannot say that Joe Biden won the election fairly in the Electoral College and Donald Trump lost. They can't they can't do that right under any circumstances. And I'm not talking about the, the hardcore Trumpers. I'm not talking about J.D. Vance or, or the guy in Pennsylvania running for governor, that crackpot, you know, all, all those people. I'm talking about, quote, unquote, normal Republicans. They cannot even go so far as to say, just about always, that Trump should shut the fuck up and go away and let the country heal and move on yet at the same time because they are beholden to many of those voters even if they are quote unquote normal republicans 
that have to be added up along with the crazies, they can never get away from it as long as Donald Trump and Trumpism is still alive. And so there is no way out of it. You have you have cast your lot. You have made your bed. Come up with whatever cliche you want with this guy. And excuse me for even saying the word. Don't break out in laughter when I say it. Who doesn't have the grace <laughs> to to uh, walk away and allow the country to move on since it's all about him. It always has been. It always will be. And you bought into it. You went for it. You, you, you went along with it all the way. And you can't have it both ways. You can't be a, quote, Republican again without being a Trumper again. It's just a question of what degree, what degree. And I'm not talking about a Republican in Massachusetts, okay? No. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the rest of them. Uh, you know, uh, at the same time, though, there is, I think, a glimmer of hope for the rest of us here. And it actually comes from North Carolina, because you saw, and I'm sure folks who pay attention to our, our podcast who are here in North Carolina, you saw that last week, as disingenuous and full of shit as they are, the two legislative leaders in North Carolina at least now are saying that they are not of Mississippi or Texas or Oklahoma in terms of of trying to get a 100% abortion ban. They're, they're kind of okay with the 20-week thing, blah, blah, blah. And they're using weasel words. But just the fact that in this state, those two guys who have no scruples, no morals, no nothing, are not willing to go there. And that's because they saw those election results come pouring in from Kansas. They know they must know through their own research and polling that it's a dead bang loser to run for statewide office. Ted Bud, hello. As a 100% anti-abortion wacko, which he is. Yeah. And they're not, you know, in, in difficult re-election races, those two, so they don't have to even pretend. But if they say it, then, yeah, there are abortion crazies in our legislature, I'm sure, who want a 100% ban. You know, you know, life, life begins at jacking off and all that shit. Um, but these two guys, to, to me, that's the real indication of some movement. And I don't have to prove that because uh, the Kansas results were stark. They were unambiguous. You like the fact they there was a recount demanded for that? Did mm -hmm. you see that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a fucking 20-point-plus 20, 20 margin. But just in case, just in case. Uh, so that, to, to, to me, that's a, that's a real good sign. You, you, know, know, you know what people are not talking about? You know what they're not talking about right now? The, the, the student loan debt. They're not talking about that right now. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're talking about it, but it... it it doesn't appear that that's going to be some kind of equal or counterweight to say the results of the Kansas vote and the 
increase in uh, women registering to vote across the country as the result of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Um, I don't think, and with a, with a weekend or so, three days or so to, to think more about it, I don't think that's going to be a negative driver to the polls for Republicans. I agree. Uh, compared to the, what they had for 50 years on abortion. That, that, that was always the card they could pull out, and they pulled it out over and over again for 50 years. That if you just elect us, we're going to get that goddamn Roe versus Wade thing overturned and, and return that decision to the states where rational people in your state legislature will make decisions on the, the issue. But anyway, they got their decision. That's the thing. It, it's, and I'll, I'll just pick an example. Now you'll enjoy this. Let's say the Cleveland Browns finally did win a Super Bowl. Okay. The Super Bowl has been around for what, 50, 54, 55 years, whatever the fuck. They finally win one. Well, after they win one, what do they do the next year? They'll suck. So <laughs> they finally punt. And I think that's the way it is with uh, abortion for Republicans. You won what you were, were hoping for. And in addition, when you're seeing state by state, and these aren't just anecdotal cherry pick stories about the 10 year old in Ohio and this, there is great difficulty among hundreds, thousands of women right now that they are undergoing. And this is in every state in the country because of that decision with providers of abortion having to choose between uh, treating their patients or being prosecuted by crazy people. What a choice. What a choice. Uh, and that is not a result that would drive you to the polls to support the people that put it in place. I don't care whether you were whether you were anti-abortion for 50 years. It does not matter. I don't think it's a driver as opposed to the fact that there are tens of millions of people, many women, but not all women, who are disgusted at the revocation of what was agreed to be a settled law by Supreme Court nominee after Supreme Court nominee who look straight into the uh, camera or at the senators questioning them and say, I accept it. It's been around. It's settled law. And it's Brit. It's just not a winner for them. Mm. I don't think it's a winner for them. And I, agree. I don't believe that the, the, uh, the student loan thing uh, is going to uh, stand up for that because first of all, there are a lot of, I think there's a lot of silent support among people who don't want to admit that it's a good idea. And you know who those people are? They're Republicans with student loans. Correct. Okay? And, and that's why the polling right now is in, I believe the mid to upper fifties in favor of the policy. Cause you would think based on the news coverage last week that holy shit, it's over. Fucking Biden. Oh my God. He, he just walked off a cliff. Uh, I stepped in it. I, right. I would like to think, I hope that before they did pull the trigger on this, that they did their research and they, they could see that despite the initial backlash that there would be. And by the way, there really are some good um, raw economic arguments against doing this. And especially the one about this does not solve the problem of colleges 
taking it as a cue to keep raising prices because if they think that down the line they're going to be yeah. more people getting student loans forgiven than the uh, the sixty thousand a year let's let's make it seventy five fuck they're going to get uh, th- those are legitimate arguments but those are process arguments. It's a moral hazard thing. If somebody feels like, hey, it doesn't matter how much money I take out, some of it's going to be lopped off later on. I, I understand that, and that is legitimate. That what? is a reasonable argument. I don't think most people think that way. I don't either. Most people don't think that way. They're, they are just thinking, you know, I'm the first kid in my family that has an opportunity to go to college. Uh, I need to borrow this amount of money, and I'll figure out how to pay it back. Exactly. It's going to be worth it because I've seen – you know, if you have a college degree, you make $800,000 more over your life, and it's a good investment and, and all those things. Now, again, it's a fair discussion. Is college now just a, a bill of goods for a lot of people? Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's a bill of goods, it's a useless thing. I, I don't agree with that. I don't think you can ever get enough good education. And I agree. It's, it, it, it's And it's not job training. You know, let's go back to Pat McCrory. Pat McCrory, when he was governor of of uh, North Carolina all those years ago, you remember, he went right onto that bandwagon against the university system in North Carolina, along with conservatives that had been appointed to the board of trustees who were yapping and screaming about the liberal university of North Carolina system, especially the communists who still infest Chapel Hill. Right. Uh, basically down to it's not worth it and college really should be job training that's really all it is it's job training let's get rid of the history let's get rid of the social studies let's get rid of all that shit let's make every student a a a stem student right well they their low-hanging fruit was always like a a social justice degree or an art history degree that was always their low-hanging fruit and pat mccrory basically basically pat mccrory said we need more truck drivers uh, if you could just get out there and be a truck driver, that'd be great for us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, see, this is, I love that you brought that up. And you know why? Because it costs money to go to truck drivers. It school does. It school does. is school. Yeah. And if you get a student loan to go to truck driver school, guess what? You're eligible along with people who go to a university of North Carolina at, at Greensboro as an example of a, a, a university. Uh, so that's why I think when you start to add up all of the people affected by this in a in a positive sense, um, it's it's not going to be uh, a negative for Democrats. In addition to the fact that it does get to go on the list of Joe Biden, Joe Biden promised this and he delivered. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no substitute for that when uh, you're running. And I also don't think it has anything to do with in terms of a substantive uh, issue that every Democrat running for every office doesn't want to have Joe Biden come and campaign for them. He doesn't have to. His policies, his legislative success is the, the campaign juice that Democratic candidates need to use in their own campaigns. Tim Ryan, who's running a great campaign in Ohio against J.D. Vance, has come flat out against the student loan um, forgiveness bill. He's come out against it for a lot. And you know what? He's in Ohio. He's running his own campaign. 
And, you know, we don't have a, a liberal or democratic version of Trumpism. We don't drum you out of the party. We don't excommunicate you. Uh, we don't take your house. We don't take your car. And uh, we don't ever refuse to speak to you again. We don't Liz Cheney you if in your local election you decide that uh, you don't agree with something that the president of the United States did legislatively. That's not how Democrats are. That's not how they should be. Is Tim Ryan a great candidate? Hell, yes, he is. He absolutely is. And um, if he were in the Senate right now, would he have voted for it as a as a senator? Rob Portman is in that seat right now. He's the retiring Republican. He voted no. Would Tim Ryan have voted for it? Yes, yes. Although if the Democrats had a 54 to 46 margin, maybe Tim Ryan, who might have been running for reelection, might have had the space to vote no so that the asshole Republican running against him would, wouldn't be able to use it against him if they thought that in Ohio it was that much of an unpopular issue. But right now with a 50-50 Senate, things are different. And I'm coming up with this, these hypotheticals. But um, I think you're right. Uh, since we were last together even, what, on Thursday, uh -huh. the, the heat seems to have been turned down. I'll tell you what the problem could be, though. It's executing this because it looks like you're going to have to be filling out forms and, and, mm -hmm. and making phone calls and things of that sort. And uh, it's going to be a lot of people uh, scrambling for this. So from a, a technical standpoint, they better get this right. Or what did you then it will it'll be a backfire for, for those reasons, not for the not for the policy reasons themselves. What did you think of the, the Biden White House tweeting out the stuff about the Republicans who didn't pay back their PPP loans? I, I loved it. I'm telling you, this is, this is that young woman from New Jersey who's running the uh, WhiteHouse.gov website right now. She is fucking killing it. I, she, I loved it. She is killing it. She had uh, quote. She had, if you didn't see this, because a lot of people are on Twitter, they've given up on it or never were on there. They would have quotes from Matt Gates talking about, and she would just subtweet Matt Gates. About $444,000 PPP loan forgiven. And then she had Marjorie Taylor Greene, same thing. You know, she was just going through the list of all the Republicans. And I, I thought it was great. I thought it was it was an opportunity, finally, for this White House to fight back against the bullshit. Well, now, I guess their response to that is that the PPP loans were designed to not necessarily be paid back. <laughs> that, there, that that wasn't part of the, you know, it was to keep businesses alive and keep yeah. people's paychecks coming so um if matt gates wants to write a check it was a bad idea it was a bad idea to call them loans so, no, so therefore it's not the same so therefore if, if, if matt gates want, to, yeah. if matt gates wants to write a check to the treasury it'll be accepted if marjorie taylor green wants to write a check to the treasury it'll be accepted you can you can write it back it's fine right. yeah, no but, one's but going to get in trouble part of the, the actual thing though you did not have to pay it back so <laughs> this is a uh, student loan student loan not optional to pay back but it's it's still stupid and i'm glad they called them out on it i guess people are uh, some people are freaked out because drudge has a uh, trump in a, an orange jumpsuit <laughs> oh yeah i love this i got a brit i got a great uh, i got a great post on this on my facebook page right below where where we uh, are talking on on Monday afternoon, because I laid Trump's tweet, uh, which is not a tweet, it's a social whatever the fuck the it truth. is. truth. Right over that big white space. I filled in the gap. 
Did you? Garage left a lot of white space there. He to, did, to have some fun. Um, That's a good wait, one. I've seen that picture of of, of Trump a hundred times over the years, haven't you? Uh, with the with the the orange jumpsuit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've yeah. probably seen it a few times. And, and, and by the way, I, I'm I'm not the uh, I'm not the moderator here, so I can't put it up. There's a a great picture of um, a guy in uh, not just an orange jump, but but a full length picture of him, and his guy's got a Trump mask on, and he's standing, uh, you know, in in New York City with his arms up in the air. It's even better than just the headshot. Nice. It's a great one. I'll uh, I'll send it to you. And let's just do a quick check of foxnews.com to see what is uh, on their plate for today. Top of the uh, top of the fold there on their website. The DOJ says it is done assessing that Trump uh, doxies, which is a story that's going everywhere. Meanwhile, Kathy Hockule, the uh, governor of New York, boy, they're upset at her for saying that Republicans should get the fuck out of the state, which is, by the way, exactly what she said. And then. Uh, Kamala Harris dodging her questions about student loan forgiveness and then point a finger instead. That's what is on the agenda at foxnews.com today, Brad. Well, that seems pretty, uh, pretty standard <laughs> issue. Pretty standard issue there. <laughs> nothing uh, nothing out, of, out of sorts there. Let's see if I got anything else. Right. Well, I did see that someone said that uh, the, the rate at Mar-a-Lago was a distraction from high gas prices. I don't know who said that, but that was like one of those. Uh, it's a distraction from gas prices, which are continuing to come down. Correct. Yeah. Meanwhile, the stickers are still up saying, I did that. So it looks like Biden made the prices go down. It's weird how that happens. Yeah. Well, it, uh, I, I really object now to the way the falling of gas prices is being reported because they continue to report it like this, okay? And I, I think the, the uh, average price uh, last year at this time was like $2.50. And, and so, so when it went up to, you know, $5.50, they'd go, well, prices are now 140% higher than they were a year ago, okay? So now they've come down by half of that gain, okay? So they always keep throwing in no matter how low it goes, that it's still X percentage higher than it was a year ago, as if that's the only thing that matters in the story, to, to make sure that you know that on Joe Biden's watch, prices are still way, way higher. And people can't process the difference between 70% and you know three months ago when it was 110% higher. To them, it's just, oh, fuck, gas price, Biden's killing me. Right. right? And so he's... He's getting fucked on the way up, and he's getting no consideration on the way down. And uh, just the fact that those stickers are, are still on there. I mean, it, does there have to be legislation passed to say, well, the minute that gasoline, on average, across the country, hits the same price as it was uh, 16 months ago, all stickers must be removed from gasoline pumps? And the answer is, that won't happen. The other answer is that will never happen, and they'll never take them off for it. Never. never. The, the price of gas could go to $1.20, and they'd leave those up.